You're listening to Beyond the Bike with Big Lou. And now a few words from our advertisers. Welcome to Sysmontane Brewing Company. We are located at 1409 East Warner Suite 6, Santa Ana, California 92705. We are open on Monday through Thursday from 3 to 9, Friday and Saturday from 12 to 9, and Sunday from 12 to 6. We have 15 beers on tap with rotating seasonal options. We also have a cask night and taco Tuesday every Tuesday from 3 to 9. And we also feature vinyl Sundays where you can come and choose your own record and we play your music for you. We'll see you soon, Santa Ana. Cheers. Without me. Without me. Now look where we at. Genius. I am genius. I'm sure you already knew that. <laughs> I'm starting to feel numb to the shit. All this ice on my wrist. Niggas stab me in the back, then got the nerve to say I'm fronting. I don't get it. <laughs> I don't get it. Yeah. I'm starting to feel numb to the shit. All this ice on my wrist. Niggas stab me in the back, then got the nerve to say I'm fronting. I don't get it. How you stab me in the back and say I'm fronting? Gotta be kidding. Uh. Will life come lessons? I think I'm too aggressive. I gotta show these niggas that my talent wasn't wasted. Lonely nights I'm thinking, lost my nigga to drinking. Sometimes I think about him, then I go buy a bottle. Gotta make better choices, I'm hearing all these voices. All these L's that I took forced me in depression. All it took was patience, my mind was stuck in cages. Fuck fine across the world, I'm trying to birth a nation. What am I really chasing? What means the most to me? Money, family, and a mansion so we all can sleep. I've been through it all, I bet I seen it all. Best friends become angels like baseball. Fuck, I think the devil playing tricks on me, so I gotta keep a diamond crucifix on me. <laughs> I think the devil playing tricks on me, so I gotta keep a diamond crucifix. I'm starting to on feel me. numb to this shit. All this ice on my wrist. Niggas stab me in the back, then got the nerve to say I'm fronting. I don't get it. <laughs> I don't get it. Yeah. I'm starting to feel numb to this shit. All this ice on my wrist. Niggas stab me in the back, then got the nerve to say I'm fronting. I don't get it. How you stab me in the back and say I'm fronting? Gotta uh, be kidding. Uh, let me walk with you. Let me talk with you. Same nigga that do the crime will put the case on you. You feeling rage, don't you? DA trying to hang you. Lawyer want the money. Baby mama acting funny. Homies ain't picking up. It's getting fucked up. Kids gotta eat. How could you rest in peace? Some people dying to live, some people live to die. That's why I pray to the heavens before I close my eyes. My nigga died and I couldn't see his dead body. Replay the crash in my head, scares the shit about me. Man, that shit could have happened like a few times. Celebrate my daughter's life, I could have lost mine. Man, them back-to-back losses couldn't get it right. My love was tested and I almost committed suicide. Man, I felt like I just lost a part of me. Standing there with the knife close to my artery. Starting to feel numb to this shit. All this ice on my wrist. Niggas stab me in the back, then got the nerve to say I'm fronting. I don't get it. <laughs> I don't get it. Yeah. I'm starting to feel numb to this shit. All this ice on my wrist. Niggas stab me in the back, then got the nerve to say I'm fronting. I don't get it. How you stab me in the back and say I'm fronting? Gotta be kidding.
know there's oats in this one? What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of Beyond the Bike. Tonight's special guest, Genius. Yeah, yeah. Straight from Compton. Yeah, how you guys doing tonight? What's up, man? What's up? Welcome into the studio, my man. Of course. Thank you guys for having me. So, let's uh, let's start with who you are, where you're from, and then we'll get into the music. Because this was uh, your fr- uh, this was your latest song, right? Yeah, that's my song. No, mom, I produced the beat. Uh, of course, wrote the lyrics. I had to do that. And now we shot the video out here in Orange County. Now you said you you you, you I mean, of course, you wrote it, mm-hmm. made the beat. Produce everything. Is this a one man show? Um, I actually don't always want it to be that way, but I get I get stuff done faster and more productive when I do it myself. I don't have to wait. I keep calling and, and yep. getting different. Okay. So I like I like to go out like I like to go in and make all my beats first before I get to recording. I make all my beats for my projects first. Then that'll give me a sense of direction. That give me a sense of direction once I start actually recording all my beats is already done. I know exactly what I want to do from there. Okay, okay. There we go. So you got to have an idea in your mind going in. Right. And then once you really start creating, then it, it goes from there even, right? Yeah, because, I mean, for me, my biggest thing is, like, I only do music when I'm inspired. So if I'm not really inspired, I, I really don't touch it. Okay. I, I like to sit back and wait until I feel, I feel some type of vibe, and then I'll start creating. Then I'll just flow from there. So you, you let it simmer a little bit. You yeah. little simmer. Oh, you got to let it slow simmer, guy. Come <laughs> on, if, if not, if not, if not, I'll just be recording and recording, and then stuff will be coming meaningless to me. I'm just recording just to record. But mm-hmm. whenever I record, I want it to have a purpose of why I'm doing it. I want to tell a story. I want to touch somebody. I want to make somebody feel something. So instead of having a million songs, I'd rather just have 10 good ones, and I'm good with that instead of having a 1,000 songs just to look like I'm actively working. Right, but they really don't mean nothing. It was like back in the day in school when you had to write an essay and you had to meet the word count. Yeah, you're like you're just writing words just to write words. Or yeah, they actually just meaning something. Space. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You're not filling up space. So born, born and born and raised in, in the city of Compton. Yeah, where a lot of uh, famous people come from. There's a lot of history yeah, to Compton. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> a lot yeah. Of history. I'm, I'm I'm actually excited about it. I was born and raised there. Um, my parents met in Compton. Um. And that's where my journey started, um, just, you know, doing music at talent shows when I was in elementary. And then uh, my parents bought me, like, a karaoke machine, so I could stay <laughs> on the porch. He'd stay on the porch and rap for all my neighbors and, and beatbox and do all the stuff that I've seen on, like, 106 in Park and on TV and stuff like oh, that. Man. So so you had that passion from, from the get-go? From, from day one. I was, like, the biggest Tupac fan ever. So, like, okay. when, when he died, I cried. My mom had to leave work early to come home. He consoled <laughs> me. So that was, like, my journey. What about Easy? Um... Not so much, more based off lyrics. My parents wouldn't let me because he was, you know, a little extreme at that time. So <laughs> I caught on to it a little later, and I went back and, and okay. listened to it. But okay. Yeah, though, like Tupac, um, Easy E, all of NWA stuff. Okay. Okay. Yep. I went back and did my research. Right on. Right on. So tonight we uh, we have some uh, Brewery West and also obviously our Sis Montaigne beer. Oh, we do got some Sis Montaigne. Yes, sir. Ooh, what'd you bring for us tonight? Uh, I have um, I have some the citizen dude, so it's a it's a lager. Oh, it's a nice California lager. That's okay. Right. That's nice. Right. Genius is gonna. We gonna try them all. Genius is gonna learn. We gonna, yeah, we gonna try them all. Uncle B, you good? I don't know. Did you break this? No, man. Yeah, somebody right. broke this. Uh uh-uh. I'm just gonna. Can I yell loud enough? <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> uh. Well, well. Okay. So. So. Um. Uh, raised up in Compton, right? What uh, what was it like, man? Uh, being in Compton, it, it was actually as a kid, we really didn't see danger as much. We really didn't even think about it as much. Really? Um, yeah, I mean, we seen stuff happening, but it really didn't affect us because we wasn't involved in it. So we'll see 
we'll see drugs, we'll see fights, we'll see a lot of different gang mm-hmm. activity. But that stuff didn't interest us. We was playing sports, basketball, or chasing girls or something like that. So <laughs> that stuff really didn't bother us. And as we got older, we was actually aware of it, and we tried to stay away from it as much as possible. Okay. Okay. Except for the chasing girls is probably chasing yeah, girls. Yeah, yeah, you know, play yeah, basketball, chasing there. girls. That's so uh, any sports in high school? Yeah, I actually played football. Um, I played. I went to. I went to Gardena High School. I played football there, and then my ninth grade season, we was playing against uh, Norbine High School. I dislocated my knee, and then after that, I just never made it back. Jeez, never made Jeez, it back. Man. Knee injuries are a yeah. difficult yeah. thing to come back from. Let me tell yeah, you, especially this. in high school. Was, I mean, at that time, it wasn't no medical stuff that they have now. So it was just like sit at home, out of school, or on crutches, and we, you know. Yeah. After so that. what? Uh, what, what kind of what kind of injury did you have? Say it again. What kind of injury? Uh, I dislocated my knee. Um, I, I twisted it. Um, so, I so like, uh, like tendons and stuff like tendons, that. Yeah, it, it was kind of ripped and tore. So I was, I was out for months, and um, after that, I just didn't have the passion to go back and do it anymore. Okay. So I just started. You know, music was always there, so I just went back to doing music, and I fell in love with that, and I never decided to go back. Okay. Okay. Um, so did did you take any any uh, um, like professional like you know like classes or i mean what do you what do you call uh, it to be everything for me was self-taught uh, my parents started me off early with a studio they uh bought me pro tools they bought me um beat machines they bought me everything that, that they thought i needed at the time okay and i just self-taught myself um i like record i have to figure out how to record and once i figured out that i'll go to the next step and then youtube is a big up i'll just i'll just <laughs> yeah. go on youtube and watch somebody else do it and then i'll pause it and then i'll do it <laughs> yep, and I'll, yep yep so YouTube and Google taught me everything I know, and then ever since that's, then it's that's just, amazing, right? Yeah. So the technology just helps, you know, like, um, you know, nowadays, like music and stuff like yeah. that, and mastering stuff. And before it was like you got to you had to struggle. Well, I mean, you animal. still got to struggle. You still but have I'm, to figure, do I'm, the what, work. What I'm saying is like now, you, now you have YouTube, you, and you can and, be yeah. a lot more efficient. Because yeah. I mean, back in the days, yeah. you have to pay to go to the studio, and then you would try to you had like the little track, the little I don't know what they call them back then, but the um, I don't know what they call them DAX or something that they record on. Okay. And, and you have to, it's a process to it. But now you can actually go in your house and your in your bedroom or in your closet and create a whole, like most of these kids now are getting discovered from being at home. They'll record the music at home YouTube. for free. Yep. And put it on YouTube, shoot a video at their grandma house somewhere in the backyard, all your friends or something. <laughs> and it just goes viral from there. You're not really yep. putting that much effort. And then you can sit at home on your phone all day and reach out to people and, and get yourself known that way. But back in the days, you have to walk into a record label actually audition or pass out CDs. Like, CDs is not even a thing anymore. No, right. no, no. I still remember, you know, going to hip-hop shows and everything, that there was always a guy out right outside, you know, giving you CDs. Yeah. Hey, give this a listen, give this a listen. You're like, right yeah. out, right out, right out. So for me, like, you know, like, CDs were great, but, like, I always find it, like, I used to give out CDs, and then, like, I'll come back out from somewhere, and then I'll see them on the ground. Yep. And that was like, oh, this is horrible. Like That's got to be the worst feeling. Yeah, so it was like they didn't even take the chance to listen to it. My thing is, is like, I know... Sometimes if you're not trendy, people won't really listen as much until you become popular. So for me, it's like if you actually listen to the music or listen to my music, for example, then you'll actually like me if you just give it a chance. All I need is about five or ten seconds. I'll get you from mm. your, your Your beats got me. Yeah. Your beats Because <laughs> me personally, yeah. and, and I've said this many times before, and, and people, you know, people argue me with me. And, you know, hey, I say different strokes to different folks. Right. I'm not a fan of, and I, can, I don't even know if I can call it hip-hop right now. I'm okay. not a fan of the hip-hop that's out right now. Okay. You know, I've always been a, f- I've always been an East Coast guy. Okay. You know. Okay. You know, I, I, lo- I love Big L. You know, that's that. So you, like, you like bars more than. than exactly. Beat. But for me, it's, it's samples okay. and beats. 
Okay. You know, anything that has like a jazz, jazz kind of background to it, yeah. you know, something like that, versus the West Coast has a little bit more of a funk to it, right? For sure, yeah. Uh-huh. So to me, after listening to a little bit of your stuff, uh-huh. I'm not seeing that West Coast influence. You know, you know what's funny about that? Like, I, I, I tried to stay, like, stray away from it as much as possible because everybody from the West Coast has the same typical, like, Bay Area sound, mm-hmm. bouncy beats, party club kind of thing, and then the lyrics aren't, aren't really meaning anything. So I kind of I stayed away from it. So whenever I create beats, I try to think of the most difficult thing to do. So what I do is I self-taught myself how to play the piano and stuff like that. Nice. So I'm trying to get more into live instruments. So now I'm thinking further and beyond making it a brand. So when I do shows, I want a live band on stage. So most of my beats, I try to cater around that sometimes just to get the live sound so I can replicate that on stage and give like a, like a real music feel. So. I love that. I mean, you think about, I mean, when the roots, when the roots are big and you had Questlove, like, come on. Yeah. Like, he's just dropping beats right there. You're like, what? I only hear this normally, uh, you know, on vinyl or something. And now right. to see somebody actually doing it right in front of me, you know, going to a show and seeing that, that right. has way more impact. Yeah, for sure. So let me ask you a question. So since you say you're not really into hip-hop, who do you listen to if you do listen to hip-hop? Ooh, it could be. Like I said, unfortunately, I don't listen to anything. Unfortunately, I do not listen to anything new. The okay. newest music, the newest hip-hop that somebody had told me about was J. Cole. I'm so behind like, literally, because like I said, okay. I listen. I listen to Nas, Far Side, you said Big, Big L, L yeah. Wu Tang. Like, that's classic stuff. And, yeah. and that's. Yeah. And I don't know why. Like that's, it. It puts me in a in and just you know, for lack of a better word, puts me in a groove. It just I, okay. I like the beat. You know, li- you know, listen to Tribe. Okay. Like I said, with that jazz yeah, kind of. Yeah. That's my style, and that's just a, that's a personal thing. Okay. Mm-hmm. So like what like like the new generation is it is it like the gimmicks they do on Instagram or is it like actually just the music? It's like Takashi Six it's Nine. Yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is it is it just the music or, or is it how they are, perception wise? What's what's the uh, what's the scheme? Da 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 da. Da 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 da. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Every there's no originality now. Okay. Is what I see. Okay. It's like when I when I, if I if I turn on the radio or anything like that. Uh huh. It's the same thing. Okay. Over and over, and it's the same beat. It's the same overproduced, same overproduced beat, yeah. same tempo. Okay. Um, and I, like I said, the only thing that I really liked was J Cole. Mm-hmm. Like actually sounded. I like J Cole. A little bit different. Uh-huh. Uh, of course, you know everyone likes Kendrick, and of course, I'm always into a little bit something else. So mm-hmm. okay. I, I'm always open to something new. Yeah. What okay. you got for me? Who, 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 who's who's someone you would listen to right now? Who, who I listen to a lot. Yeah, I got two um, around there. If it's not Life it can't be true. Yeah, those are my songs too. <laughs> I, listen, I guess I listen to myself. Yeah. That already will grab me more. Yeah, that came from my mom. She always played old music, clean the house. And I, I caught on to it. And then my dad had crates of um he had crates of like old samples of old records, and um, I went through them, and of course I couldn't use them because they're like the old the vinyls. So I couldn't use them now in this day and age. I don't have a vinyl player. Right. So what I did was I'll just go online and search the song, and then I'll get the sample from online, and then I'll just make it into my own from there. Well, let's let's enjoy this song, and then we'll come back. Yeah. Now my feelings are shattered when I'm looking at your kids and they asking about you. I know we gotta go, but nigga, not like that. Anytime we had a problem, you had our back. Now I'm asking God why he can't bring you back. You had goals set in place. 
advice to get your life on track All I got is memories that I cherish forever And I know you got me, however, whenever Dog, your pride was so big and it got in the way Never let him see you sweat, but you cried every day Nobody know the real you besides Chestnut and Drew Every day was a turn, we was going through stuff I just wanna say I love you in the times we had You always had a good heart, even when times was bad you're not here and I'm sharing these tears You're gonna always be a part of Secret Millionaires For real Like it can't be true Staring at the phone hoping that it can't be you Looking at your old pictures when I got the news Came to the realization that that shit is true Like it can't be true Staring at the phone hoping that it can't be you Looking at your old pictures when I got the news Came to the realization that that shit is true Fuck To a new whole new world. That's all right. That's crazy. All right, welcome back. That was uh, Ramon, right? Yeah, yeah. That was that was a tribute to my best friend. Um, he passed away, and um, I made that song. Um, that's the outro. That's gonna be the outro to my album that comes out in June. So yeah. So what what was the uh, what was the inspiration for uh, for the Ramon? Um, just we, like the, the the beat and stuff like that, like how you structured it. Um. Just in a vibe, I was thinking of how can I make a tribute to him and make make it felt like heartfelt. So I was listening. I was looking for like sad samples. I was going through sample after sample after. What sample, sample was that? Because that, that you said that that came from your mom, right? Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I'm still trying to figure out what the sample is. I I got the sample online, but it was no name attached to it. Uh. So it was like a loop. So I had to take the loop and I had to chop it. It was hours of chopping the right parts, and that's the hardest part about samples. You have to chop it, find the tempo. Find the tempo to a sample is extremely mm. hard. But now they have technology to where you can put it like in your beat machine and it'll kind of find like close, either close to it mm-hmm. or the exact sample sometimes. But if not, you got to chop it and find the, the little pieces that you want and you got to kind of piece it together. So, okay. Um, yeah, so when I made that beat, I tried to find the saddest sample. I found that one. And, um, yeah, because that, that was your boy, right? He, uh, yeah. there, there was an accident, right? On the yeah. 110, I believe? Yeah, the 105. Well, 105, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, he, he was in a car accident, um, crashed into a, a tanker truck. The tanker truck blew up, and um, the driver of the tanker truck and him. You know, that, well, that was, was, was that just recently? Yeah, that was in uh, August of last year. I, I remember that, dude. Yeah, it was a big thing. The field was shut yeah. down. I mean, it was on the news and everything. Was, was that the one where the uh, overpass, like, it, like it, it caught the overpass on fire or yeah. something like that? Yeah. I remember that. I'm I remember sorry, that on the floor, dude. Yeah. But it's awesome that you have uh, you have this to to, to yeah. as a tribute. Yeah, as a tribute, and pretty much throughout my album, like I have him, like because he did poetry, so I have him, like like little stuff he used to say, like sprinkling in my album, like on, on some of my songs, his voice and all that stuff, just to keep his name alive. That's awesome, you know. So yeah, that's awesome. So when were you? When did you start really getting serious with music? Where uh, you started, you know, where you're like, hey, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna put myself out there and uh, and uh, let people criticize my music. You know what I mean? Um, 
think I took it serious when um my parents told me like we're not gonna keep buying this if you're not gonna really do it. You know? <laughs> after a while, it becomes expensive. get your shit together. <laughs> yeah, because after a while, it becomes expensive. Like you see commercials or you see pictures of other studios. Oh, I need that. You you think you need it, but you really don't need it sometimes. Because mm-hmm. like sometimes it's not about what you have; it's about how you use it. Right. And I learned that a little later down the line with spending money on stuff I didn't really need. I find something more simpler that works for me because most of my recordings come from my home studio. I have a home studio. Oh, awesome! So like, I record with inspiration. So when I have an idea, I'll I'll go and record it, and just to keep the idea, and I'll come back and finish it until I get to like a bigger studio, and then I'll do the bigger production with the mixing mm-hmm. and mastering and all that good stuff. But um, yeah, once my parents told me that they're not spending nothing else is gonna be fully on me, then that's when I took it serious. <laughs> I, I, I needed their need they support and then their 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 financial backing as well at that time. Yeah. So. That's awesome. At least, at least you know you had the support of, of yeah. your parents to to kind of get you going. And after that, it was you know, hey, you know, sink or swim, man. And now it's on you. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. So what they do now is um, they just give me support. So like anything that I want to do or whatever ideas I have, they just support it. So the financial side stops. So now it's time for me to pay them back. So they want to see the fruits of of the labor and everything. Yeah, the hard work. And, yeah. And even if even if it don't work out for me, it's just happy to you know see me do something positive and stay busy. What's that's awesome that that uh, you acknowledge like their hard work and dedication because a lot of you know a lot of the youth uh-huh. nowadays they they take everything for granted right right and I'm like oh yeah my, you know I can get this and get that and they don't really see the hard work that the parents yeah. the sacrifices that their parents have to go through for their kids yeah you know what I mean and a lot of kids don't don't see the value in, in what the what the parents are doing right um so that the kids can can live Do a better life or yeah. or you know be better than you know because obviously. Your your dad wants to you know wants you to to have a better life than what he had. Right, right. right? I, I, it took me a while to learn that. I mean, because when you're younger, you really don't you don't think about it that way. You be more on a selfish side. Like, mm-hmm. how come you're not here? How come I don't get this? How come we don't do this? How come you're not around for this? But then when you think about it in hindsight, it's like those were the cards he was dealt to do what he had to do for us to be where we are now. Right. Because even though he was gone back and forth in jail, he always made sure that we had what we needed to have. He made sure my mom was good. He made sure that we still had a household. We made sure, he made sure we still together. So yeah, that's important, dude. Because I think once you start losing the, the the family starts you know breaking apart. Uh, I think that's when the kids start struggling. Yeah, you know, for sure. I, off the air, like I had a friend when when we were growing up, like his parents split, and you know after that it was like he went downhill from there. You know, and yeah, that normally happens. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like I, personally for me, I feel that it's more important for. For the dad to be in the in the picture versus the mom, because the dad's going to give you the structure oh, for the yeah. most part. Yeah, you know what I mean? Love. I mean, there's some moms out there that are like, man, you know, <laughs> she'll 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 put yeah. a smack into you. You know what I mean? For sure. Yeah, for sure. But yeah. in reality, like, I mean, my mom's a pushover. You know, Uncle B, right? Yeah. Your yeah. mom, your mom's a pushover, Uncle B. Come on. But she was the breadwinner in the household, though. That's the thing. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah. My, my my dad was a stay at home dad. That's you different. know, so that's, that's it, and, and especially, like I said, being an Asian family, yeah. that's not the norm. Yeah. It's not. Yeah, He's <laughs> like, what different. What the hell? You know, so, like, <laughs> I never saw my mom growing up. Okay. I really never did. You know, she worked all the time. Yeah, exactly. She oh, took yeah. the bus in the morning down to downtown L.A. every morning. From Damn. Orange, from Orange County? From, yeah, from LA, from Roland Heights. Yeah, oh, Roland Heights, Roland okay. Heights. Okay. So, like, Diamond Bar area. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she took the bus in there, so I never saw her. So, you know, I had the strong dad, but that's all I had. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that. That's awesome. Well, you know, I, I think as you know, as kids, you know, they always want to spend time with their dad. For sure. For you know sure. What I mean, versus their mom. I, I that's just that's just me. Yeah, especially you know? guys. You want to do guy stuff. I mean, your mom can only do so much as far as raising a man. Yeah. You know, because she still got the soft side. So, like, oh, baby, it's okay. You get the, you know. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so like, like for me, in my instance, like my dad is like super tough love. Like, if 
I'm going through something, oh, we'll get over it. Like, this is what you're <laughs> supposed to do. So whenever I have, like, issues, I always go to my mom because she'll find me a solution yeah. my, more than my dad giving me an opinion. Like, oh, well, that's on you. You shouldn't have did that stupid ass shit. Yeah. <laughs> my mom, like, okay, we'll figure it out. What you need to do? What we need to do? We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. So Yeah, yeah. I always go to her for sure. That's awesome. So how, how many songs you got out right now? Um, I got my last project um out that's on iTunes, Apple Music, Spotify, Title, and every streaming site. Um, it's called Everybody Want to Be Famous, and then that one has I think fifteen records on there. And then my new one comes out in June. This one's gonna have ten. I kind of mounted down a little bit just to focus more on quality, okay, and lyrics and and beats. And plus on this one, I'm creating all my beats like from top to bottom. So it took me a little bit longer to get that one done. So we're gonna drop that one June first. Okay. We're going to do the release party May 31st. I'm going to invite you guys out as well. Awesome, man. I'm going to have a big release party, a listening party, actually. It's more of a listening party. You get to hear the album in full entirely. That's awesome. And at 12 p.m. it's going to come out. So when you actually leave a listening party, you can go download it straight to your phone and drive home and listen to it. That's awesome. So um, nobody understands you. What what is this all about? Give, Give me a breakdown. This um, song right here. That song is just like, you know, females that, that's out in the world and then they feel like nobody understands them and, you know, they, they're they're mis- they're misunderstood. They, they have a vision, but then they run into guys and they kind of take them off the course of where they're going. Okay. So what I'm doing is just instead of, you know, telling them to do something sexual as far as songs, you know, twerking or something like that, I'm giving them more inspiration and, and more of like guidance or game of how guys are and what to look out for. While you're, you know, working or trying to go to school or right. just on your grind, mm-hmm. the road signs that we tend to block them from when we get involved with them and you know mm-hmm. derail them a little bit, <laughs> just a little bit, right? Yeah, you give you give them a little I'm bit guilty. of. I'm guilty. <laughs> I do that sometimes. I've, I've done it a million times. So. You give them a little bit of a false hope, yeah. right? Like, yeah, I'm, I promise you, baby, I love you. <laughs> yeah, and they believe that stuff, and then you know it sounds good when you pillow talking, and then when you, you know it's time to fulfill those uh, dreams and. And all the stuff Time to man talking. up. Yeah, then you know we, we we tend to leave or don't want to be there anymore. So I'm working on that. As okay. Well. well, you know it's it's uh, it's awesome that uh, you actually write your own music because mm-hmm. I mean nowadays a lot of these artists mm-hmm. don't write their own music. Right, right. I think it's very important. I mean, for me, like um, I know, I know the artists that don't write their music. I look at them more as like um like an artist. Um, and what I mean by that is like performance like somebody write it for them and they perform it because obviously the person that wrote it for them probably is not a good performer mm-hmm. so they're writing it for somebody they know can deliver it right so like the diddies or the drakes if he doesn't write his stuff or you know like the dr dre's or whoever that that raps but don't really write they still look at them as like actual artists but for me if, if you want to say you're the best or if you want to compete as the best mm-hmm. then you have to it's, it's almost like an unwritten rule that you have to write your own stuff if you're going to say you're the best well, it's it's kind of a lost art nowadays because, um, I mean, for you to be self-taught piano, yeah. I mean, how many how many uh, just not just hip hop artists, but yeah. like performers out there know how to play the piano, yeah, or mo- you know multiple instruments. Right, right now, now you're you know now you're 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 playing the piano, mm-hmm. you know, and you're singing, you know, like right. that's like you have to have that skill. Yeah. In order to do that, you it know what I mean? It takes like, a lot of practice. Yeah. It takes a lot of time. A lot of if skill, you really, man. Yeah. You got to be gifted in that in that if, department. If you really care about the craft, if you really care about what you're doing, it's just like any other job. Like, if you really care about what you're doing and you see a vision and you see the outcome and you see, you know, the growth from it and you see the potential where you can be, then you'll take it a lot serious. So for me, like my, like I said before, my parents instilled in it. It's like, if you're going to do it, you got to do it 100% or mm-hmm. don't come to us when things are bad. If you're doing it 100% and you fail, that's fine. 
just keep going, it'll happen for you. Right. So when artists don't write their music, I don't look at it as like a handicap. I look at it as like, like if I go to McDonald's in Orange County or in China or any other place, I expect it to taste the same wherever I go. Right? <laughs> yeah. So if, yeah. I, so if I listen but it, to it, <laughs> but it doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't, right? So I mean, that's just my way of thinking. Uncle B's so, like, no. Yeah. It, it normally doesn't happen that way, but for me, it's just like, like as long as that artist has consistency, like if I know like he's not writing it, but it sound the music sounds good every time I hear it, yeah, then I don't have a problem with it. You know, I I, I kind of go, you know, like I like old rock and roll music, like Elton John, you know, okay. you know, uh, Bob Seger, Paul McCartney. I mean, those yeah. guys wrote their yeah. own music. They played, you know, yeah. you know their instruments and they sang. I think that's very, very hard to do in this age. No, because, you know, auto-tune. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, how, like in reality, like, when somebody's like Cardi B or those, uh-huh. you know, those, like, mainstream artists are singing, uh-huh. like, how often are they, you know, using technology so they can sound better than what they really sound? Yeah. I think auto-tune plays a, plays a big part in it because if you can't sing or you can't harmonize or hold a note or whatever it is, the technology does it for you, like, like, I don't know if you guys know, but, like, if you're recording music and on Pro Tools, when you record it, they have certain software on there that if you're off key, you can slide the voice down to a certain ah, key to put them dude. on. Are you serious? It's all yeah. a lie. So, so it looks like, like, on the computer, it looks like a piano roll, but their voices is there instead of actual piano keys. And if they're off if they're off pitch or off key, the, the Pro Tools will let them know what key is supposed to be <laughs> in or, or, or what key they think it should be in. You just you just grab your voice and drag it down to that key, Jeez. and then right on key from there. Wow, that easy. That's that's man. why you see. That's why you see. That's a, terrible. That's why you see a over like an over flood of, of of artists or you know everybody doing music because people think it's so easy to do, and it is easy to create music, but it's actually hard to get people to actually listen to it or make mm-hmm. something of quality to listen to. Right, right, so, right. Yeah. Uh, it's a uh, it's a cop out, man. I I feel like a, a lot of the 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 real artists. Um, you know, kind of get diluted with with what the stu- what mainstream is like, mm-hmm. Takashi Six Nine and yeah, you know what I mean. Like, what do you feel? You know, what do you, I mean? You think that he's helping music in the industry, or you think he's like it's it's hurting? Um, I think it's a balance of both. Um, and I say helping on, just on the side of showing people that you know you can do it. You can come from this and, and turn it into something. But then it hurts it because then you have everybody that know they can't do it, mm-hmm. that try to do it, and they're just in the way. Right. And they already, already think, okay, if this works for him, if, if he has a gimmick to act like he's the toughest guy in the world, mm-hmm. maybe I should do something similar or, or do something staged around that just to go viral. That's the thing now. People just want to go viral. Right. They want to get the Instagram following. Mm-hmm. Then they'll figure it out later. But all they want to do is just go viral. So my thing with, with Takashi thing was it's like, I, I admire him making it like and just you know so fast and, and how it happened from it almost seems like it was overnight, but he built his brand around negativity. So even if he's not that kind of guy, or even some days he probably don't even want to be that guy. Mm-hmm. He has to be that. He guy has to be that every guy every single day, no matter where he goes, because that's the energy that he portrayed. Right. So when people see him, they expect to see that. So that's a part of his brand. So if he go home, he can turn it off because he's at home. But you don't know but if he go home, he may be depressed or sad. So right. as you walk out the door, he has to be the toughest Superman guy there is in the world. Mm-hmm. And then weigh down on him. So the outcome of that is, you know, what's happening to him now. Yeah. Snitching. Yeah. <laughs> now you're telling because now everybody's saying, he's not really from the streets. It was an act. It was an act. He's not really like that. But it's like, well, now it's too late because it was all funny games. 
when he was doing all the antics on Instagram, and yeah, taunting people and you know telling everybody suck his dick and shit yeah. like that. Yeah, exactly. Now he's in a position to where he has to stand on that now. Man up. Yeah. But I, I feel that uh, um, as artists, uh-huh. you you ha- you have a certain responsibility. Yeah. To your to your audience, whether being grown as man uh-huh. or kids that are looking up to you. Right. So if you if you're portraying yourself as this kind of person, then these kids are gonna be like, oh, I want to be just like him. Right. You know, I, when I was a kid, I was like I want to be just like Mike. Right. That was like a slogan. Yeah. Right. I want to yeah. be like Mike. Yeah. yeah. Michael right. Jordan. Right. Everybody right. want to be Michael Jordan. Twenty three, like man. You know, you know, slamming dunks and sticking your tongue out. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah. But you know, he he portrayed himself for the most part as as a good example. True. But you know, with with social media and, and kids having so much access to whatever in the world, like Tekashi Six Nine, you know, mm-hmm. I, I feel like he's a he's a bad example um to the youth because you're like you're putting up a front for the first of all, you know, right. with what you're doing. You you know, you might you're you're not even really like that kind of a person. Right. And then now you're you're now you're you're kinda of sucking kids into that that false reality. Okay. You know what I mean? But, but but then you got to think about genius. It was brought up a good point that you know he's portraying you know that negativity, right? right. And everybody wants to go viral, mm-hmm. right? But but that's, I feel that, like that, that negativity that's, is going to help you go viral quicker. That's what I'm saying. But it's it's, 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 it's empowering course. kids to do stuff that yeah. the otherwise they wouldn't do. Yeah. That's oh, what I'm right, right now you know like, yeah. the new the, the new challenge. You guys hear about this? The new challenge, well, the 48 was, hour challenge. You hear about this? I'm not sure. What's they're 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 telling kids <laughs> to go uh, go like run away. From for, home. From home for two days to see if they will uh, report you to the cops and, and do this big old thing. See, no I mean, come like, on, dude. Come That's on. That's extreme. It's ridiculous. Especially for likes and, you know. They, all for likes. It's all for the gram. Clout yeah. chasing. Yeah, that's what they call it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's that's cloud chasing, it man. That's all it is. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> social media is a gift and a curse. I mean, if you use it the right way, it can take you to a whole nother level. But then some people get wrapped around in it and. They don't know how to stop because they're doing something that they feel like is working. So when other people see it and then they want to do it now, that's why you see so many different stage things on Instagram. People like record this and they'll just do some outrageous, yeah. craziest thing they, they can think of just to get a like and a click. Mm-hmm. But it's really nothing behind it. So after the camera goes off, it's like, okay, what happens? You know, like you go back to being regular again. Right. Yep. So yep. it's not really leading to anything. Right. And for you, it's, it's more substantial because – you know, you you want to create uh, a certain brand. You know right. what I mean, and and that's your end goal is to to that music being your livelihood. Right. Like right, right now, it's not going to pay the bills, but you have to work towards it. Everything sure. that where you have to work towards, you know, you feel like, man, like all the hard work paid off. Yeah. You know what I mean? It it was you know it was worth the struggle. It was worth you know being on a the real super tight budget, and but you know when the end it paid off. Yeah. And that that's the reward sometimes then versus like. The, the fame, whatever, like, dude, like, I, I made it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's a very, very small percentage of, of, of artists or, or whatever. Yeah. Basketball, football, swimming, whatever. I mean, it's a very small percentage of people that actually make it to that point. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think that's, that's like, my goal. Like, um, like, on my Instagram, I do, like, once a month, I do, like, fan questions. They can ask me whatever they want to ask. And, mm-hmm. and some people are telling me, like, oh, this song stopped me from committing suicide. I heard, I heard, wow. I heard Numb. I saw the video. And you was going through depression. I was going through that. Or this happened to me, and this song is so relatable. This touched me. And then that's what inspired me to keep going and, and, and still to create content, and, you know, in that manner instead of just doing something for, a, you know, a temporary fix or a high on Instagram. Because that's, that's really all it is is like an addiction. When people do viral stuff, it's just like an addiction. You have to keep doing it over and over mm-hmm. just to feel that rush again or feel like, 
everybody love me, everybody watching me kind of thing. But for me, I rather do it for the people that, that really don't have a voice, that don't do music or don't have anybody to talk to or listen to them. They feel like they're by themselves. Mm-hmm. So I create music for for them and then for them to tell me that I touch their life. So that's that's like um the ultimate high for me is, yeah. is changing somebody else's life. Right. Uh, struggle. Struggle. What's up with the song, man? Uh. Yeah, it's. Uh-huh. You, should we play it and there then we come go. back and talk yeah, about yeah, it? All right, sure. Yeah, 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 I'd like all to right. hear this one. Never doubt me. James. See, I'm a king in my head, a lion in heart, pain in my past, survival of it all. Every day is a struggle. Without academics, I'm optimistic. Music can make my life change any minute. Niggas changed on me, throwing dirt on my name. But still I remain like a shirt with a stain. I'm happy with life. I'm protecting my heart. I know that you love, but we drifting apart. I'm a part of the blame and I admit that shit. But I change my ways, you just don't get that shit. Yeah, my money is low, but my pride is high. And as much as I hurt, I just won't cry. Man, my nigga fucking died and I don't believe that shit. My nigga ain't coming back, that shit make no sense. Tell me what I'm supposed to do when I'm feeling all alone. I'm going twice as hard, break my fingers to the bone. You can never say that gins don't go hard, nigga. With all the eyes I got, even then I'm still breathing. Hear the pain in my voice and the shit I went through. Imagine never having enough every time to redo. So what's your life like? I want to know the real you. Never doubt God's plan. Nigga, stand up as a man. Every day I wake up, I pray to the Lord for forgiveness. Rebuke all my sins and my blessings is endless. Still getting familiar with the area, like I always go to the uh, the block of orange. The block. The block. All right, we're back. All right, man. So g- give us, genius. Give us, give us the uh, the hold down, the showdown of uh, struggle. A struggle is just you know my feelings at that moment. Um, just all the stuff I was going through music wise, and the ups and downs of relationships, of uh, working the nine to five, but it's really not working for me because I want to do something else, which is music. Um, people saying they be, they're gonna be there for me or support me, and then I don't get that support when I need it. I'm just typical, all the emotions or our feelings that go through my head on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. And um, instead of keeping it in, that's like my therapy for me. I just rap and get it out. Nice. Whether I use the song for anything or not, it's just for me, it's therapeutic just to get it all out. Because once I get it all out, I'm over it at that point. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, do you have somebody that you lean on like, hey, man, you know, here's my latest song. What do you think? You know, you have yeah. some like do you have like a filter before it actually goes out? Oh, yeah, 100%. Um, you know, I, I have... um. Another friend that raps as well, and uh, we kind of bounce back, you know, ideas or songs. I'll email them something and have them listen to it. Or when I'm doing my complete project, I'll send it out to various people. Sometimes I'll send it out to a fan or two, like, hey, listen to this whole project for him. Let me know if I should make any adjustments or how you feel about this song. Mm-hmm. And then I'll make the adjustments from, from there. So sometimes it'll be random people or sometimes really? it'll be close, okay. close people. Interesting. Yeah. Actually, it was really cool to see on uh, Instagram, actually, that uh, there was a... Uh, there was an account that uh, posted your one of your songs. It posted numb, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that got a lot of good, yeah. good reviews. It's, on um, it's an Instagram uh, account. It's called On This Day in Hip Hop. And what he does is, um, like whatever happened, like let's say tomorrow, if there's something that that, that was big that happened in hip hop years ago from the '90s or '70s, he'll post it. Or if it's like an artist from the past birthday or whatever it is, 
whatever day that is, whatever happened on that day. I don't know how he gets the research. I don't know how he gets the information. Mm-hmm. But he'll post whatever happened in hip hop on that day. Okay. And um, he reached out to me and he was like, hey, man, this song is dope. Do you mind if I post it? I'm like, sure, yeah. He was like, I'm going to post for fans to comment, let me know if it's good or if it's trash. And then, pump it or yeah, pump it or dump it or something. Pump it or dump it. That's what you call it. It's like pump it or dump it. So you posted it. It's like almost four thousand views, and then like you know, hundred and something comments, and everybody gave me a thumbs up. Like, oh, this song is dope. This song is nice. Dope. And that was actually the first song that I recorded for my new album. So I was like, okay, I'm in the right direction. So let me stay mm-hmm. right here, right. In this little pocket. So yeah. So that um, so it's based on on like what's going on in the world, like your music, or is just like. Just your, you personally, do you like? Is, do, you, do you let like what's going on, like you know, the media, news, whatever? Does it does it influence your music? Yeah, and somewhat. Um, I normally don't make like a full song on that one topic. I okay. may I may hit a line or something and I reference it in some in some type of way. But nine times out of ten, most songs are about me personally or about somebody that's close around me and I'm watching it happen too. Okay. Or, or sometimes people tell me stories like how you guys were sharing stories about. You know, you guys early upbringing, mm-hmm. I'll listen and I'll, you know, sometimes I'll use that or, you know, stuff like that. And then sometimes it's feeling, wherever I'm feeling at that moment is what I record. That's really, it's just based off feeling, wherever I'm feeling for that day. Because uh, for me, like, my feelings or my mood changes. Stuck know, anybody. They, yeah. yeah, it changes. Yeah. So wherever I'm feeling at that moment, that's what's going to come out. Some days I'm happy. I want to go shopping. I want to do this. I wanna, <laughs> some days I don't feel like doing nothing. I want to chill. So, yeah, just yeah. depends. Your music literally is a product of your environment. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's not a stereotype, for sure. No, yeah. yeah. So, I hate to say something so seems so cliche, but yeah, it is what it is. <laughs> yeah, that's really what it is. Because it, it makes it it makes it more relatable to listen to when somebody listens. Like, damn, I was going through that, or I've been through that, or I know somebody that's going through that. So, yeah, so that's the thing. Like, we, you think all the experiences that we all have are so unique, right? It, they're really not. Right. You know, everybody else has gone through the same shit that we have. I mean, because if you think about it, mm-hmm. you know, we all been through the same exact thing. We it, it just all happened in a different way. Like we've all been broke before. We all been absolutely. We all have had, I'm you know, still broke. I don't know what right. you're talking about. <laughs> shit. Yeah. So then some days you worse. I'm like, okay, how the hell am I eat today? I got to rub this together, or you know, to figure it out. We all been through that. It just yeah, it happened to us at different times. Right. So the day that you may be broke is the day I got money. The day I'm broke is the day that you got money. So. We're going through the same struggle. It's just we we going through it at a different time. Right, right. That's going to be spilling the damn beer, man. Damn rookie. Hey, 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 now, hey now. It's not easy. It's, it's not, not easy, easy being cheesy. <laughs> <laughs> so is, is this one stronger than than this one as you're actually having? This, so this is uh, now from Sis Montaigne Brew over in Santa Ana. Shout okay. out. Hey, yep. George. Shout out, shout out. That's right, that's right. They take care of us, so uh, we always take care of them. But uh, nice. now this is a lager. So this is okay. there's two different kinds of beers. Okay. There's ales uh-huh. and there's lagers. Uh-huh. All right. Uh, Bud Light, right? Is a lager. Yeah, well, yeah. We don't. We Tecate. Don't like I don't like. That's a lager. That's lager. a Mexican lager. We don't yeah. like them. What about what about Modelo? You guys drink that? No. I'd love me some Modelo. Yeah. yeah. All the craft beer I drink, okay. I, I will take a Modelo any day. And some tacos. Some tacos. Street tacos, man. Yeah. So so speaking of uh, food, man, what uh, what do you like? I'm very 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 picky. Um, <laughs> oh, I, didn't, I didn't think he was gonna go with that. I was yeah, saying, I was like, I hey, was man, go bring with... it, bring I'm it. Very like, like I'll get, I'll get. Thank you. I'll get cheeseburgers, and then I'll get no onions or tomatoes or lettuce on it. Damn right. But Meat do you like cheese. ketchup? I like ketchup. I like cheese. Um, Eating cheese on a burger. That's I mean, all my, that my food selection is very slim. Like it's, it's either, it's either like chicken, chicken steak, rice, macaroni and cheese, green beans, um, hamburgers, tacos, and pizza. You keep it simple. 
Very, very. But that's like on an everyday consistent basis, like chicken nuggets, like I basically, I basically eat like a kid almost. How the hell are you in the <laughs> shape you are? <laughs> I don't get this. Yeah, so yeah, so I eat very simple. And then for me, I, I, breakfast, I don't eat breakfast at all. Okay. So I wake up, um, I go straight to lunch around eleven or twelve, mm-hmm. and then that'll either be my meal for the day, or sometimes if I'm out and I'm not at home, I'll eat dinner and that just be it. Okay. But breakfast, I rarely get around to. Do you uh you, you like to cook or no. no? No. I always eat out. I know it's horrible to say. Um, wow. I don't promote it, but <laughs> I'm never at home enough to sit back and cook. And when I am at home, I'm just too lazy to cook. Okay. So I've I've interesting. I've, I've been getting to the um to the um the Uber Eats and stuff like that. So I'll, I, that's how <laughs> oh, lazy man. I, that's how lazy I get. I'll, like, I'll literally. What? I don't sit even want to get off my couch. Yeah, man. I'll, I'll literally sit there. <laughs> And have somebody bring my food, some random person bring me something to eat, and hope they don't eat my fries on the way to the, <laughs> you know, to the house. So yeah. you you don't you don't even know uh, if they spit in your food or nothing. Yeah, uh, but dang. they have like I don't know if it's really I don't know if it really works, but they have like little security tabs on it, like the bag is sealed. They have like a little tape on it or like a sticker on it to keep it closed. <laughs> so if, if so if the seal is broken, then you know somebody's been. <laughs> oh, it's been tampered with, huh? Yeah, but for me, like um. I always order the food, but I don't order the drink because the drink, you, you really can't. There's no safety on it. It's just a regular drink in the cup. Yeah. So they can be sipping on it, open it, put something in it. So <laughs> so are, are you are you open to, like, trying different foods? Like I'll try it. Sushi? Only, anything um, like that? Anything the, raw? The only, no, no, I don't think anything raw. The only seafood I do eat is shrimp. That's it. I don't shrimp? eat fish. I don't eat anything. Crab legs and all that stuff. Interesting. Just shrimp. Damn. That's You're missing, it. Out, You're missing out, man. Everybody says that, but I'm not sure though. Hey. I've been surviving for so long. I'm not hey. sure. Different strokes for different folks. Different strokes for different yeah. folks. Cheers, cheers right. to that, brother. Cheers, cheers to that, man. That's yeah. Right. All right. Uh, I'm gonna try take, this. Take one. a sip, man. Let me see. Yeah, this one's a little. One sip. Everybody knows the rules. <laughs> hey, you know, I actually like this one better than this one. Ah, really? Uh, why? It has like a little more kick to it. Yeah, okay. This one, this one is super smooth. Yeah. I can drink this one like water. Which, okay. I, which I'm scared to do. Yeah, yeah man, it'll it'll yeah. put you. It'll which I'm scared to do. But this one has like a little. Okay, okay, has like a little a little kick to it. Like, yeah, like, like a good lager. Like yeah, a good lager. Okay. Yeah, right. it's it's like it's like whiskeys, man. You know, you know, there's different types of whiskeys, man. You just got to find the right one that uh, that you like. Yeah. You know, there's some that are super smoky, and, and that's not what I like. I but equate, uh, I equate beer. Sorry, I gotta use the good? microphone now. Yeah. I equate beer to music. Really. Okay. There's so many different. Types now, okay. You know? Yeah. So why am I still gonna drink Bud Light, Coors Light? There's right. A lot of options. You there, know? there is so a lot of options. There is. How, how do you how do you get to know unless you try them? You know, that's, that's true. the great thing about the craft beer industry. It's like you go, you try them. You may mm-hmm. not like one, but at least you tried it. That's true. Same thing with music. I'm, I listen to it. And I'm like, eh, you know, I wasn't a fan. Let's it's not moving. for me. Yeah. 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 Exactly. That's that's the beautiful thing about it. You don't have, you don't have like nowadays nobody listens to the radio as much. People stream a lot of their music. So you have a choice to listen to what you want to listen to. So you're not you're not really forced to listen to something like back in the day. They played the same song a thousand times. Yeah. Or it's, even if you didn't like it, it's, it's beating right. into your head. Yeah. So now you can hop in your car and put the streaming service on and play what you want to hear. Yeah. Well, Uncle B said pay to play. So what are your thoughts on that? And and what are your thoughts on on like monetizing stuff like on you know like like SoundCloud and stuff like that? I mean, what do you what do you think about that? Um, pay as to an play. artist. As an artist, pay to play. Um, it depends. It depends on what you're doing. Like I, that's a business, man. Yeah, I mean, cause if you if you if you really think about it, like it's so much competition now with so many artists. It's like how 
you have to do something to get seen. Mm-hmm. And this, is, like you said, this is a business, so it's like there's nothing really free. So if you want to stand out or be playing with the big guys, you got to kind of spend some money, invest in your craft, invest mm-hmm. in what you're doing. Um, so I have no issue with it. Like, like for me, um, it just has to make sense. Like I, I have to sit back and think about, okay, if I if I spend this money. What's going to happen after that? Is it really going to be a benefit or is it just a return of investment? Yeah, so it has to really make sense for me. Um, but I know like a lot of stuff that I do, like if I work with other producers, cause I'm a producer myself. Okay, I'll, I'll buy their beats, like I'll buy from them, or we'll we'll have we'll split up like a contract and we'll split the royalties from it once I put it on streaming sites and the money mm-hmm. starts coming in and stuff like that. Just because I'm a producer, I know how it feels to have beats and somebody take your beat and then they don't give you no credit, they don't give you nothing. That, that still happens nowadays? That's what happens. The reason why is because producers want to be heard so much that they'll put their stuff on YouTube and all these other different sites for free. And then now they have, like, other websites where you can still, like, you can get the link from YouTube and put it on another site and download the song from YouTube for Damn. free. So, so you're, you're, all your hard work is just being taken advantage of by Thanks somebody else. Yeah, but then and then the thing is, it's like, you know, YouTube, you, you can be anywhere in the world. So it's like, it's not, it's really, it's, it's gonna be very hard to track down the person that that stole a beat. Right. You know, only thing you can do is go on your social media and cry out for help. But then once they block you, it's like, you know, it's gone from there. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. That sucks, man. Because you know, you put time and money into it, and you know, for somebody to just come and just swipe it. Yeah, but then all they got to do is just change it a little bit. You yeah, know, like what? Yeah, yeah. What, what? 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 Who just got sued? Somebody just got sued. So and it was a big name, and uh, for quote-unquote, stealing a beat, and you listen to what they say they stole, and you're like, well, I guess I can kind of hear, hear it. a little bit, yeah. But at the end of the day, it's, you know, shit, back when we used to write essays in college, you know? What's yeah. It, plagiarism. Uh, <laughs> right. But if I change, if I move a couple periods and commas here... It's a little different. It's a little different. Is it's it am I? Is, yeah. it, is it original? Yeah, exactly. This is original. So yeah. That's, yeah. That's, that's a tough one, though. That's a tough one. I mean, I think right now the music industry is maybe... 10 times better than maybe before. I mean, not money-wise, of course, because the sale of CDs back in the day, you, you kind of get all your money from it. Mm-hmm. And streaming services is kind of a little tricky how they pay out. But just as far as the, like the artist standpoint where, you know, you can create music at home and you can have no record deal, no anything, you can still put your music next to the biggest artists on different streaming platforms like Apple Music by just sitting at home and uploading your music paying like $35 or something like that, and they'll put your music next to, you know, the Lil Wayne's or whoever else. Really? Yeah. So what they have is like streaming service like TuneCore and like um, they have a, a few different other like um, digital apps that you can do it from your phone. Okay. Like you can put your, your music on your phone, and then once you're done with your album or your single or whatever it is, you can upload it to iTunes and stuff like that for free. Mm-hmm. And they have some where you pay for it, you can upload it, and then it, it'll be released just like any other artist's music will be released. You can go on Apple Music and search it, and it'll be right next to everybody else's. Wow. Okay. Well, at least you're, you're getting some kind of compensation, right? Yeah. So what happens is you get royalty. So, you know, um, it's it's a they're, they're trying to change it now. I know it's very shitty, but, like, every every thousand streams is, like, a couple cents. It's like some horrible, Jeez. some Damn. horrible, horrible. That's not a lot. Yes, that's why artists be on tour a lot because you don't, you know, the streaming thing. You know, you know, you like for us, like we, you, you don't pay for albums anymore. You just go on Apple Music or something, and it's Download free. It. Yeah, well, that's of course true. you pay nine ninety nine a month, but 
you can listen to anybody's song in the world, right? Yeah. How you much know, of that nine yeah. ninety a month are you? You're not getting? actually paying for every song that you listen to like you would back in the day. You had to pay right. ninety nine cent or whatever it cost back in the day. Mm-hmm. So the payouts are very very minimal. So artists go on the road a lot, but it helps for like independent artists that can't get a big distribution deal because you can sit at home and put your stuff up. Mm-hmm. If you have a nice little fan base, they can go listen to it. You can get streaming numbers and then you can get popular from there. So you don't necessarily have to go chase a record deal anymore. You can stay independent and just do shows in your local area until your name get a little bigger mm-hmm. and then start moving around from there. So are, um, have you been doing shows or what's, what's yeah. your what's your plan? So a lot a lot of my shows I do is at Santa Ana at the observatory. I do okay. a lot what? I do a lot of shows there. Yeah. I've got, I gotta find you. Yeah, I do. Really, I, I gotta I've, go. I've done a, I've done a lot of shows. I open up for tens of hundreds of people like um Rich I'm not Rich Homie Kwan, Jeezy, yeah. Dipset, Wale. It's it's been a numerous of artists that I've opened up for. Um so now this year <clears throat> with my album coming out this year. Now I'm setting up like since the music is finished, I'm setting up like marketing and you know radio stations and reaching out to different people and setting up shows and a small mini tour from here to like the bay, mm-hmm. like in the local areas, hitting different clubs and stuff like that. Yeah, with the album, so man, that's a uh, that's hard work and dedication, but it's gonna pay off. Yeah, it will. So it we're just will. building a team. Um, like right now, I'm looking for like a music manager right now because everything that I do myself, like through my email, and it's like it's hard for me to focus <laughs> on music and then return emails and do all that kind of stuff plus your plus your regular gig yeah so it's a lot that go into it but i figure you know this is what i have to do to get where i'm trying to go mm-hmm. ain't nobody gonna do it like i'm gonna do it right so right. until i get to the point where you know a manager comes you know available for me to handle the day-to-day stuff like that when a name gets a little bigger mm-hmm. then i'll let somebody take over but right now i'm it's all me so for an artist to, to make it big you don't need a record deal anymore right no you don't wow. need i mean it depends on what your end goal is because, like, having a big record label behind you can do some things that you can't do on your own, like bigger promotions like Grammy performances or, like, Jimmy Kimmel or, like, late-night shows or, like, just billboards and stuff like that. That mm-hmm. still becomes costly for independent artists. Cause if you're independent, you think about it, you're paying for studio time, you're paying for your music, you're paying for travel, you're paying for um, hotel expenses, food. Pretty much everything that you do musically is coming right. out of your pocket. Yep. And yep. If you got an entourage, now you paying for all them, so then it becomes a little, <laughs> yeah. a little expensive. But if look, you have, I have an MC Hammer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's the downside of Hand being independent. That's the downside of being independent. But the flip side of it is, when the money comes in, it's all yours. You don't mm-hmm. have to split it with anybody. Right. But you don't have to. You don't have to put out a lot to mm-hmm. get back a lot. Now with the a record deal, you know you get budgets and you get advances. They'll handle certain things for you. They'll give you a schedule of where you're going and what's you know. They'll plan it out for you. You don't have to do much besides just record music and show up. So, so they they they're pretty much giving you like an allowance. Is that what it is? Like yeah, like a hey, hopefully we'll get a return on that's a, that's whatever a, million dollars that we're gonna yeah. we're gonna we're gonna advance in yeah, you. Yeah, it's it's a trust thing. Like okay, we'll, we're gonna advance you one hundred fifty thousand, you know, upfront right now, and you know you take that money and then you think it's all yours. Which it is in a way, but then it's not because once your music comes out, you don't get none of that money back until they recoup their whole hundred fifty thousand or however how much they gave you for your advance. Right. So you're not gonna touch nothing from the music that you made until after they get their money back. Damn. So you, 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 you are you, the investment. Yeah. You so that's why a lot of artists you'll see. That's why you'll see a lot of artists like you'll see them. You'll see them one day and you don't see them. Like what the hell happened to him? It's because the money that they got. They, they couldn't return it with the music that they put out. They, they didn't make enough to pay back. Really? So in return, the label would drop them or they'll put them to the side 
until they become hot again or come out with something that's more interesting. Wow. I'm gonna try it again. So now, when when you sign a record, obviously, um, you know, we'll, we'll, maybe that'll happen for you in the future. Mm-hmm. But are you like uh, their puppet? Like they they tell you like you know, or, or do you control like the content? Like your music, or do you know? Do they have any any say in in that in that kind of stuff? Yeah, it depends on if you walk in with leverage. Like if you walk in, like now you can get yourself hot by yourself, and then labels will call you. But you can kind of structure your own deal. Like I want to have content control. I want to rap about what I want to rap about. I want to work on with such and such that I want to work with. Mm-hmm. And if they really want you, they'll just agree to the terms. Right. But if they just taking a chance and like this guy has potential, but he's not popular yet. Then they're gonna give you the terms. You just have to abide, you have to abide by whatever they offer you. And if I mean, that's 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 restrictive because, you know, then you have to kind of when you're writing your music, you have to you have to really be careful of yeah. how you're writing your music. So now now you're not you're not you're not free. You're not free. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. And then you know, being an artist is you know expression is freedom to express yourself. So if if you're not as popular and they're taking a chance on you, that's why you see artists that be like. Man, I'm trying to get out of my contract. I can't put out music. They don't let me put out any music. I, I'm trying to get off the label. They won't like let Wayne, me Wayne, right? Off. Wasn't it Wayne? Yeah. Wayne was going through the same things because, you know, Birdman had control of his music. Mm-hmm. So he can record it, but he just can't put it out for monetization. He can't make any money from it. So in their, in their situation, why put the music out if I'm not going to make any money from it? Or he's going to get all the money from it because he owns the copyrights to my music. Uh, right. Okay. But, I mean, isn't that like a, also a, a – it, it can also backfire on you because – if you're not, you know, in mainstream, if you're not, you know, you see Wayne out there all the time, whatever, you know, social media, whatever. Right. Then it's kind of like out of sight, out of mind in a way because it's like, well, well, you know, like we now we have another artist that that kind of fill in that void that Wayne had before. Yeah. And that's, you know what, what I mean? that's what happens to a lot of artists. That's why they, they call them one hit wonders is because it's a lot of stuff that's happening in the background scenes is because what happens is you get, you know, most of the rappers came from nothing or came from the struggle, came from the hood. They've never had nothing. So if you offer them something, they don't really care what the paperwork say. All they see is the check said next to it for a hundred and some thousand, two hundred thousand, whatever it is. That's all they see. They don't really care about the contract. Mm-hmm. They want the money because they're going through. So they may got legal issues already, you know, or they may be broke, evicted, or whatever the case is. So some baby mamas out there. Yeah, so they see the money. So <laughs> bills they, to pay. Yeah, yeah. So they take the money and not really worry about the contract. I figure it out. I'll figure out the contract later. As long as, yeah. I, as long as I get this money, get my ass out of this fire. Yeah, I'll be fine. Then they signed a shitty contract, and then they realized, damn, the money that I did get, I spent it on jewelry. Because that's like the starter kit. You got to buy jewelry. You got to buy a car and a nice house yeah. or something. That's like a rapper's starter kit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what, what are your thoughts on that, dude? Uh, um, is it just, I mean, is it worth, you know, like dropping all that money on and just to just for, for clout? Like, oh, you know, now you got, you know. You know VBSs and yeah. you know rolling around in a Bentley and you yeah. know stuff like that. I mean MTV MTV cribs. Yeah, I, <laughs> you know to be honest, like the way social media and, and perception, like for like if you're an artist and then you're on Instagram, the the regular fan if they don't see you with jewelry or cars or next to the popular people, then they they perceive you not to be popular or you not to have money that you say you have, mm. so they won't pay you much attention. So that's why when you see rappers, they're always in the jewelry store. They're always at a car place or standing on top of a car or something crazy like that. It's to show the people in the world, like, I got money, too. Like, I'm the best rapper. I'm this, that. And it's to keep the interest. So it's the front. Yeah, because, I mean, the, the typical fan, the interest, their, their, their time, their thinking span is very short because something's happening on Instagram every three seconds. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you, if you refresh, you keep refreshing, something else is happening. Yep. 
you know, something else is happening on yeah, Instagram. Genius is blowing up right now. Right. Right? <laughs> you know, my live, I got hundred and something people on my live. It's going yeah. crazy. Yeah. So, you know, the average person, you know, has to show these things to, to, to feel popular. Right. And that's just, and just, the end of, that's, that's what happened to a lot of artists. They spend a lot of money too fast and it's not coming in it's not coming in as fast as it's going out. Right. So when you get to that point, what's gonna be your game plan for that to have you know so you control that you know so you don't like get out of control with with the spending and stuff like you know because i'm thinking about it like sometimes you know it's like burning a hole in your pocket dude like what you know it's like i got yeah. it's like i always wanted this car or i wanted this like man now i have All the money desires. to desires yeah, yeah i was like shit dude like do i do it or not i guess it just depends on what kind of person you are um and sometimes what kind of artist you are because some of the stuff like it it comes down to it comes down to like um what kind of artist you are. Like, if you rap about cars and money and a lot of, you know, tangible things a lot, yeah. you have to show for it. Well, I'm, I'm talking about genius. But for me, uh, the first thing to do is secure a home. Like, okay. Um, Smart man. Just get a house or a condo or whatever it whatever is going to be. Yeah. And make sure it's paid for it because the music industry is not guaranteed. So if all fails... I know I ain't leaving his house. <laughs> yeah, if exactly. If I have to leave, I can sell it. And, and that's the best and investment downgrade. you can have right there. Yeah. Amen to that, Real dude. estate. <laughs> yes, amen. Especially in Orange County, man. Yeah, Orange County. You know, like this. You know, like you know, certain areas are, are blowing up. So yeah. you know, you you kind of you got to bite the bullet and, and be like, you know what? Like it's gonna be expensive, but it's gonna it's gonna pay off in the long run. Yeah. Right. For sure. Yeah. That's so, why it's called an investment. That's exactly Damn straight, Uncle B. That's exactly what it is. So. That's the Asian in me. Securing right home, securing home. Okay, then, smart. Um, so no jewelry, nothing like that. I know you got a little gonna, blink. Yeah, you got, you got, you got a little that. bling right now, yeah, man. Yeah, you I'm, got a little. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say. Bling. I'm not gonna say I'm a stranger to it, but you know, securing home would be the first purchase. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. That would be the yeah. first, and after that, then I'll, I'll mess around a little bit. Okay, sure. okay. Very cool. Very cool. All right. So uh, let's see here. Um, I kind of want. Let's see. So right now I'm, I'm on your SoundCloud page. So. How can people find him on the SoundCloud? What are they yeah. going to search for? Just uh, I am genius. Just simple. I am genius. I am yeah. genius. I am easy, genius. easy. So wh- why why that name? Uh, it's funny. Um, my friend gave me that name. We was um, like whenever I make beats or do music, he's like, "Man, you a genius? How the fuck you do it so fast?" Like, <laughs> you know, and then it just stuck. And then I just I'm gonna start calling myself genius because I feel like I know everything. Or at least I wow, <laughs> there's that confidence. Wow, That's what size hat you were, man? Yeah, right? <laughs> eight, yeah. eight, eight, eight. <laughs> seven to three quarters. So you have uh, uh, my drip. What is that featuring uh, D three? D three. That was that was a song actually. Um, my guy in Cincinnati. He's from Cincinnati. He's a young kid in Cincinnati, and um, he had a song. He's like, man, I'd love for you to get on this. So I just did. Did the song with him just to connect the dots to reach out okay. to different. You know, is, it, is a lot yeah. of different style out there on Cincinnati or yeah. um, faster tempo? Yeah, um, hard bass. Okay, we should play that. Here. I would. I, I'd like to spice yeah. that up a little bit. Yeah. Let's I'm, play that. I've we'll, had we'll, enough we'll drinks we'll to, to spice it up a little bit. All right, we're, we're gonna play my drip featuring uh, D three. Yeah, D three. There we go. Yo, <laughs> what up, D three? It's that Cincinnati to count shit you did. Sure. Hey, 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 I want a drip, just like a diamond, young nigga, so timely, yeah. I want the ice, all on my wrist, young nigga be clowning, yeah. I'm on my shit, doing the bid, was crown when they found me. I'm on my shit, doing the bid, was crown when they found me. 
I want a drip, just like a diamond, young nigga so talented, yeah. I want the ice all on my wrist, young nigga be clowning, yeah. I'm on my shit, doing the bid, was crying when they found me. I'm on my shit, doing the bid, was crying when they found me. I do it big, I do colossal, fuck with the real niggas and bosses. I got a drip, I want the shits, I'm from the city where niggas get hit. I got the pills, I got the sprite, I got the lean, hell of a night. Diamonds are shining, diamonds is bright, my shit is real, cut off the lights. I'm about to spaz, I'm on the gas, running for me, I'ma whoop your ass. I learn my math, so I skip class, you know I'm the king, bitch, you ain't got ass. Rocking different designers today, Ray-Ban glasses cover my face. Niggas be tough online, won't say to my face, it's a marathon, ain't no race. I want a drip, just like a diamond, young nigga so talented, yeah. I want the ice all on my wrist, young nigga be clowning, yeah. I'm on my shit, doing the bid, was crying when they found me. I'm on my shit, doing the bid, was crying when they found me. I want a drip, just like a diamond, young nigga so talented, yeah. I want the ice all on my wrist, young nigga be clowning, yeah. I'm on my shit, doing the bid, was crying when they found me. I'm on my shit, doing the bid, was crying when they found me. Wait, no, we'll, we'll, we'll come oh, back to that one. We're going to talk about that one next. We, we, we can play a little bit and talk about it. Can we? Okay, so it's because, uh, you know, while you guys were listening to that Never song, we, back we were talking featuring, about uh, 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 Easy? Easy. Easy. Yeah. Easy. Got from Carson. There we go. Carson's got a lot of good breweries, too, just so you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know about all of them. <laughs> yes, sir, I do. I pride myself on that. So, how long did it take you to like really nail down playing the piano? Oh, long time. Uh, my patience are very, very low. Um, I started and then I stopped because I'll bounce back from making beats to rapping. And then, um, like I said, I was self-taught, so I, I went through a lot messing up and and watching YouTube videos. But once I caught on to it, now I can play with my eyes closed. Now. Really? Yeah. Shit, man. Not as good as Alicia Keys or something like that. Oh but my god. I'm, I'm not there yet, but. I I'm wish, good enough man. for I'm good enough I for wish, me. Dude. I'm good enough for me to make a beat. <laughs> to yeah. make a beat, yeah. Well, I took sure. years of piano lessons. Years. Yeah. Chinese, like I said. I mean, <laughs> years. You took piano lessons too? Oh my! I had to. You had to. Had yeah. to. That was that wasn't a choice. But piano is a difficult, difficult instrument because it's multiple things all at once. You know, right. your two hands, your feet. You know, everything. Your tempo. You're you're in a one man band, really much. True. But it opens it up to so many different. Avenues. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you learn beats. You learn melodies. You learn every aspect of music from yeah. one instrument. Yeah. Yeah, I think that was important for me. If I'm going to do music, I'm going to learn everything about it, the history of it, um, and, and play different instruments. That way, if I'm ever caught in a situation where I didn't have something, I can make a way and, and still create music and still be creative. Even if it's not even for me, mm-hmm. I can go in and make a production on somebody else, you know, a project or something like that. So. So where, where can people find you? Uh, Instagram, I am genius. Um, that's uh, that's two eyes, right? It's two eyes, yeah. Thank you, two eyes. I am genius. Um, same thing with uh, all the streaming sites. It's just one eye with that. I am genius on any streaming site. Um, YouTube, I am genius with uh, one eye as well. And yeah, everything is I am genius. Twitter, everything is I am genius. Okay. And uh, when's uh, when's the album coming out? June first. June 1st. June 1st. We're having a listening party May 31st. I'm still trying to secure the location for it. I'll keep you guys updated for sure. Yeah, you know I'm okay. down. And what, are you, are you playing uh, Observatory anytime soon? Yeah, we're, we're actually, I'm in talks with the, uh, the promoter there now. So within a week or two, I'll have like at least three or four shows set up before the album come out. There we so go. I'll definitely, I'll definitely get you guys um, wristbands and tickets to be backstage with me. That's what I'm talking stage, about. for sure, for sure. Yeah. That's an easy call, for sure. Man. That's a quick Uber. That's yeah, a quick right? Uber for me yeah, right. right there. Cool. <laughs> Genius, appreciate you coming into the studio, talking story, man, and uh, I appreciate you. Uh, this is this is good music, dude. Like, 
I, I honestly, I, I didn't know what to expect. You know what I mean? Because we had other, you know, had another hip hop artist here, and it wasn't what I expected. And I was like, man, I don't know what to expect. You know, and right. coming in kind of blind. You know, like, all right, let's just get to know this guy. As, yeah. You know, as, as organic as, as, as a person, exactly. Because you know, you know, sometimes you want to come in. You know, you want to put up a front. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody has like a little wall that they want to build. Right. So you know, you don't express yourself too much or whatever. And you know, you came in. You know, she kept it real. Kept it real, dude. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, that's the only way I can be. Um, I'm very, very um, social. So any chance I get a chance to talk, I'm going to talk. And okay. That's the reason why I do music now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I want to be heard. So. <laughs> yeah. Cool. So uh, we'll, we'll keep a lookout for uh, for your next performance. And for then sure. um, on the on the social media, Instagram, course, Facebook. And then you got a website as well? Yeah. I'm um, actually working on constructing my website now. It's going to be imgens.com. Um, I'm uploading all of my videos from my shows and some, all the content. Some, to it some now. Uh, you have a uh, like um, apparel and stuff like that coming out, yeah. or what do you got? I got I got the um, Secret Millionaires, which is my production. Um, we call ourselves the Secret Millionaires. Um, we got sweaters and shirts. Ooh. Everything is before the album drop in June. I'm gonna have all the merchandise. I'm gonna have everything you know together. So within these next couple of months, I'm just putting it all together right now. You just gotta gotta keep. Keep your nose to the grindstone, right? Yeah, right. it's a lot of work. It's a lot. <laughs> hey, only wishing the best for you, man. This, I this, this that. is hip hop. This is hip hop. Thank you. This is yeah. what I feel. I'm, I'm, I'm able to call this hip hop. Like I said, other stuff, I, it's tough to call it. But yeah, there's no name for it. There man. really is it. That's, why, really I'm, is that's it. why I'm genius. Hey. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Hits one on radio.com. Be on the bike radio. Thank you. Too active, active. They said I'm way too active, active. Oh, girl. You know I'm too active. I'm just way too active. Drastic, way too active, uh, active. Uh. Look, too active is an understatement. You, know. you got a man, but it's time for a new replacement. Right and you got my attention with your fine ass. God took his time with you, I'm trying to make it last. And I'm as real as they come, no imitation. And I'ma give you what you want without limitation. You just gotta hold me down like a real one. Get your toes, get your nails, and she your told me that I'm way too uh. active. She told me that I'm way too active for her. Heard all about the package. Whoa. She said the girls are ready for her. 